The History of North America series has commissioned artist Isabel Prince to produce a collection of original one-of-a-kind artworks with certificates of authentication to reward our wonderful Patreon members. Each abstract piece is directly inspired by the themes, characters, geography, or topics covered in our episodes. Check out this special collection at patreon.com slash and join our growing team of loyal supporters. Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. In this episode, we revisit the United States, Canada, and Mexico's ancient pre-Columbian cultures and civilizations that encountered Europeans on the continent during the late 15th and early 16th centuries. In anthropology, first contact is the initial meeting of two communities previously without contact with one another. Join me as we embark on a fascinating, epic trek back to the incredible and enthralling pre-contact period of North America as these two great worlds are about to collide. The pre-Columbian era incorporates the history of North America before the appearance of significant European influences on the continent, spanning the time of the original settlement by the first arrivals to European colonization. While the phrase pre-Columbian era literally refers only to the time preceding Christopher Columbus's voyages of 1492, in practice, the phrase is usually used to denote the entire history of indigenous North American cultures until those cultures were extensively altered by Europeans. Many pre-Columbian civilizations in North America were marked by permanent settlements, cities, agriculture, civic and monumental architecture, major earthworks, and complex societal hierarchies. Some of these civilizations had long faded by the time of the first permanent European colonies and are known only through archaeological investigations and oral history. Other civilizations were contemporary with the colonial period and were described in European historical accounts of the time. Unfortunately, only a few had their own written records, giving modern historians incomplete glimpses of their ancient culture and knowledge. Long before the first Europeans arrived, there were some 500 nations already in North America. They blanketed the continent from coast to coast, from the Gulf of Mexico to the Arctic. There were tens of millions of people in an enormous variety of tribes speaking over 300 distinct languages and a thousand different dialects. Independent cultures developed at different times, shaped by their immediate environments. North America covers vast areas of land with a wide variety of climates and terrains. The tribes who inhabited these different areas all developed distinct ways of life, adapting to their surroundings and the available materials. Each region offered a different kind of staple, a different kind of building material. These remarkable diversity of peoples all shared some basic physical features attributable to a common Asian origin. Separate waves of migration via the Bering Strait at different times apparently account for the many linguistic families. Pre-Columbian peoples can be divided into several major cultural areas, including Eastern Woodlands, Plains, Great Basin, Plateau, Northwest Coast, California, Southeast, Southwest or Arido America, Mesoamerica, Arctic, 
and subarctic. Within each of these divisions, there were some similarities in way of life and livelihood, but there were variations in dress, customs, laws, political structures, beliefs, and language, including sign language developed in order to communicate with the many different tribes at crossroads of trade. Amerindians of the time did not share a common religion, although most revolved around the belief in many spirits. Knowing the extreme climactic and geographic realities of the continent, they allied themselves with nature, both physically and spiritually. Various tribes worshipped the forces of nature, including the sun, rain, wind, flood, drought, thunder, lightning, as well as plants, animals, and spirits of ancestors. They worshipped these various beings by means of private prayers and public ceremonies. Generally, their religious life was preoccupied with appeasing the spirits with offerings in order that their wrath might not be incurred. They believed in humans' dual nature, body and spirit. Harmony and reciprocity were central ideas in most native religions. Humans were part of nature, and nature was an interdependent rather than a hierarchical system. Nomad foragers roamed the land collecting plants and following the movement of wild beasts while coastally adapted seafarers hunted marine mammals, caught fish, and harvested marine plants. Sometimes, life for the tribes in a certain geographic area revolved around a single species of animal that provided food, clothing, shelter, and other needs. Many tribes were semi-agricultural and partly dependent on gathering, hunting, and fishing. Others lived in settled villages and farmed the land, some of them lived in beautiful cities, among the largest and most advanced in the world. Amerindians lived in many different types of homes, including houses made of bark, multi-storied apartment houses out of mud bricks, sturdy, round earth lodges, oval, domed houses covered with skins and mats, grass houses, cone-shaped structures covered with bark and mud, and teepees made from buffalo hide. All tribes developed their own tools and special arts and crafts forms. Everyday objects as well as unique ritual items were skillfully made and showed their sense of design and workmanship. Though most regions had no iron and few metal implements, tribes showed great ingenuity and cleverness in making use of available local resources. Metallurgy in pre-Columbian North America was the extraction, purification, and alloying of metals and metal crafting by indigenous peoples prior to European contact in the late 15th century. Indigenous North Americans used native metals from ancient times, with recent copper finds in the Great Lakes area dated to approximately 5000 BCE. The metal would have been found in nature without need for smelting, and shaped into the desired form using hot and cold hammering without chemical alteration or alloying. To date, no evidence has been found that points to the use of melting, smelting, and casting in prehistoric eastern North America. Metallurgy in Mexico appeared in 800 CE and may have developed following contact with traders from parts of South America that had full metallurgy with smelting and various metals being purposely alloyed. The impact of agriculture in certain areas of pre-colonial North America cannot be underestimated. It quite literally changed everything. Because the supply of food became regular, reliable, 
and in some cases abundant, intensive agriculture and irrigation systems led to an increase in population and, as nomadic wanderings were no longer necessary, to a greater concentration of population. Crops implied staying close at hand to take care of them. A settled way of life led to different kinds of specialization in pottery, weaving, and architecture, and this specialization eventually gave rise to complex tribal organizations and often rigidly hierarchical social structures in certain areas of the continent. The discovery of agriculture stimulated the development of a number of highly sophisticated classical civilizations. Next time, the French enter the exploration game when the King of France commissions Giovanni da Verrazzano to explore the Atlantic coast of North America between Florida and New Brunswick, including New York Bay. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying visuals, including maps, charts, timelines, photos, illustrations, and diagrams. Please consider supporting our History of North America series in the following ways. Join our growing community on Patreon. We offer lots of membership benefits, including artworks and books. Receive an ebook welcome gift upon joining. Donate with PayPal and also receive an ebook. I've written many historical nonfiction and fiction books, including exciting international historical mystery and suspense thrillers. One of the main characters in my Denari novel series is a French genealogist named André Barthélemy. All my books are available in print and digital format on Amazon. If you shop Amazon for books or anything else, make sure to use our free link so Amazon knows who sent you, thereby giving us extra credit with no supplemental cost to you. All links appear in this show's description and on our website at markvinet.com. Spread the word to family and friends. And remember, all positive ratings, reviews, feedback, and comments are appreciated. This helps us expand our audience. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride.